You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, walk equates life. Life has to do with how a person behaves. As Christians, we ought to behave in a specific way. So, when it comes to life or behaving is is not something we should take for granted. Because life requires us to make choices. And when you really consider life in reference to choices, the choices you make determine whether you will Fail or succeed. The choices you make in reference to your life determine whether you will get the victory or experience defeat. Choices are weighty. And when it comes to choices, it's, it's amazing how, how and why people decide to do certain things. I can recall how I used to choose based upon fear. I would allow fear to influence me when it came to my choices. And then, I think the women can identify with this, that, that sometimes it is your feelings that make you choose a particular thing. You got emotional about something and so out of your feelings, you chose either the right thing or the wrong thing. Choices. 
we have to recognize that, that there are consequences when it comes to wrong choices. When you make the wrong choice, it's easy to start wondering to the point to where you enter into a state of confusion and regret because of the bad decision. What's going on? Well, I did something I shouldn't have. Something kept telling me not to do that. But I didn't listen. And then some folks swiftly make choices because of what they call common sense. Common sense just tells me that I need to do such and such. I, I don't really have to think about it. It's just common sense. He loved me. I love him. He want to do this and I, I want to do that. So common sense said, hey, you want it, I want it. Let's do it. Eight months go by after the decision. And in hindsight, he lied to me. When he told me we were on the same page. He had me thinking one and one was two. But his one seemed to be my fault. And so we make choices that are wrong. And, and it's amazing because you, you can make a choice in 10 seconds that will cause ruin for a lifetime. A 10 second decision that ruin your life. And, and it, it, it amazes me how you have some folks that will make choices because of the crowd. Well, everybody else is doing it. So, I'm just following the crowd. But it's your choice. You can put it on the crowd, but it's your choice. God made you a free moral agent. Even though you did it because they did it, you're still going to have to answer for it. 
And one of the sad things is that, that there are people that, that make bad choices that cause them to go to hell, but they make the same bad choice but have time to repent. That's the reason you never make a decision just because somebody else made it. You always consider the consequences to choosing this, that, or the other. But then you make right decisions. And when you make right decisions in your being, ills all ills well. Now, by making right decisions, in my mind, is decisions that are based upon the written and revealed will of God. Decisions that, that when you make them, even, even though bad may happen right after, still in your being, it Ills well. Along with that little scripture, Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good. To those who love God. To those who are the call according to his purpose. You make a decision bad happens right after and, and you always have somebody where you should have used common sense instead of trusting that Bible. But they don't know that God had already told you in advance, no matter what happens, it's still going to work out for your good. It's still going to work out in your faith. They, they, they look at the choice Jesus made that, that ended up causing him to go to the cross but then they also recognized that the cross didn't have the power to hold our savior down it worked out for his good folk talked about your decision to get saved and leave the club life alone but in hindsight they wish they would have made the same decision because you at 50 look like you're 40 but they're 35 but they look like they're 64 and a half shouted somebody decisions matter decisions matter. You have to make sure that you make the right decision and the right decision again is a decision that's based upon the written and revealed will of God. And so when I walk it's about my behavior. It's about my choices. And I want to be to the point to where when I choose something, I'm so focused that my mind is in agreement with my choice. My words 
are in agreement with my choice. And what I do Sunday to Sunday is in agreement with my choice. And I have to be fixed in my choice. Because there are enemies that will try to speak to you about your choice that you say was based upon what does saith God. And Paul recognized that, that, that one of the biggest enemies that a child of God has to deal with is sight. And so he said too. The saints of God at Corinth. You don't need to walk by sight. You can't walk by. What you see. Literally. You can't walk by. You can't just look at it and think it's one and one. And it equals two and just walk by it. But it was not just concerned with sight from a literal standpoint. Because figuratively sight has to do with perception. Or discernment that's based upon senses. Sometimes you will choose the wrong thing based upon what you see or what you hear. You'll make the wrong decisions. And, and, and sometimes what you see and, and what you hear comes from folk that to a degree are legit. Good folk, as we say. But even good folk do the wrong thing from time to time. I said even good folk, let me break it down like you, do the wrong thing from time to time. And, and so Paul was just pointing Blank. You can't walk by sight. And you have intelligent folk that, that will say, well, God gave us the senses. He gave us these eyes, these ears. That's how he created us after he formed us from the dust. He wanted us to see. Wanted us to hear. Wanted us to taste. Yeah, but God in his omniscience also recognized that when it comes to sight that we as people of God have to recognize two things in particular. Number one, 
sight, whether it's literal or figurative, is limited. No, no matter that your doctor told you you had 20-20 vision, your literal sight is still limited. In, in order to see certain things with your 20-20 vision, you have to pick up binoculars. But, but get this, even if you pick up the most powerful binoculars, you still have limited vision. And, and even though your discernment or perception is king, you, you can just discern that somebody is going through something. You're still limited. Sometimes you, you will feel like that you're discerning something, but you're still wondering if what you're discerning is the truth. Why? Because sight is limited. And no matter who you are, or no matter who you talk to in reference to a human being, that person and you are limited. You're limited. God gave you sight knowing that what you do see what you do discern can only take you so far. I said it can only take you so far. You can never get to the point to where you think your can guide you through life. It's limited. You will run into a wall if you think what you discern is the way you should live. You are a limited being. But then there's a second thing that we have to understand about sight, and, and, and it's simply that sight is misleading. A more harsh word is deceptive. Sight is deceptive. When I was young and when I was old, I, I would actually look at something from a distance and, and think it was a particular thing. But, but the closer I got to the thing, I knew that my eyes were deceiving me. I used to think that I could just discern folk and just tell them what was what. And so I, I, I was... When I, when I was young, I, I was in a hurry to tell for God showed me what you were going through, lying on God. Be, because what I thought was God was just my senses. And when you're immature, it's easy for you to mistake your senses as being godly. I was saying God showed me stuff and telling folk. 
But there were certain things when I, when I started rightly dividing the word of God that even though God may have showed me particular things, it was not always for me to tell a person. Sometimes God will show you not for you to blab and, and let folks know you got a quote unquote gift. But sometimes he will allow you to discern something simply to pray for somebody. You have to understand that when it comes to your sight, it can be misleading. It can be deceptive. And you end up messing up yourself or messing up somebody else to the point to where folk don't even want to be around you because you always talk about what God showed you. And want folk to know that God showed you. You can't walk by sight. You can't think that your limited discernment is something that can guide you from one level of life to another level of life. You will end up in ruin. And so again, he, he, he told them, you can't walk by sight. And, and you have to be careful because you have smart Alex. The x-ray can't lie. I didn't say the x-ray could lie. I'm, I'm just telling you that there is something bigger than the x-ray. Well, well, this is going to end this way. I have, I have scientific evidence to prove it to you. Well, I don't doubt you have evidence based upon uh, your scientific results or what have you. But I know somebody that's bigger than science. Someone that, someone that has put on the table whose report are you going to believe? You're going to hear reports. The question is, whose report are you going to believe? And as long as you're living by sight, you're going to believe somebody that's limited report. You're going to believe somebody that think they know, but even their knowledge is limited. There is only one who is omniscient, Jesus. There is only one who has all power, Jesus. Only one. Only one. Jesus said all power has been given to who, Jesus? Me. Me. It's been, all power has been given to me. And he never gave his disciples all power. You know what he gave them? Limited power. 
even with the Holy Spirit, you don't have all power. You have godly power, but even that is limited because according to John 16 and 13, we have to follow the Holy Spirit. Yes, we do. And, and so we never need to get to the point to where we allow somebody to convince us that sight is greater than God. Sight is not greater than God. I looked at my credit score and, and looking at it, I understood why the person told me I couldn't have what God said I could have. I understood it as a human, but I was trying to convince him that, that I knew my credit was jacked up before I even came to you. But God told me that this particular day was the day he was going to bless me. And I thought because you said to me, you were a Christian too, you would understand that it's bigger than the credit score because of Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's and his fullness. He confessed Christ, but he was caught up in sight. I've ran into doctors that confess Christ but were caught up into sight. Excuse me, preachers, but I've ran into preachers that confess God but were living by sight. Say to your neighbor, sight is a beautiful thing. But God didn't give it to you to live For we walk not by sight. Use it, but don't allow it to control your thinking, your talking, and your doing. Use it to look at that pretty flower. Use it to choose what you want off the menu. But don't allow it to tell you what you can and can't have. Only God can put in your being destiny and hit the nail on the head every time. God will tell you when you are in slavery. I got a land waiting on you that's flowing with milk and honey. God will tell you when you ain't got disgusted with, with the party life. You know what I'm talking about. Drinking all that liquor and telling all them lies. He'll tell you in the midst of being sick and tired of getting high there is an alternative to what you're doing and I will give you a high that you will never experience off that, off that drug off those drugs and that alcohol if you will just come to my house I'll save you, I'll make you better I'll put something on the inside of you that will make you feel good 24 7 
you have to understand that sight again was never given to you. You enjoy it, you use it accordingly, but when it comes to living, Paul said, for we live a walk by faith. It's not sight, it's if we live a walk by faith. And again, he was talking to the church. You can't convince your cousin that's a sinner. Until he or she gets sanctified and Holy Ghost filled. That they need to live by the word. And even then, there's a process. He said, we live a walk by faith. That's what we live by. Faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith. To faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1 and 17. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain. A good testimony. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. We live by faith. We live by that which God ordained for his people to live by. Why are you always talking the word, that's what God ordained for me to live by? Why you won't just take a little drink? A little drink ain't going to hurt nobody. Because God told me if I want some wine to, to get the wine of the Holy Spirit. Or what they call that new wine. You got to know what God ordained for you to live by. And you can't let nobody discourage you not to live by it. You come to church because you need what God ordained for you to live by. You pray so you can get built up in order to live according to what God told you to live by. The Bible says in Jude 20, building up yourself on your most holy faith. What? Praying in the Holy Spirit. You have to live by faith child of God if you don't strive to live by faith you're going to be in church but you're going to be miserable 
You ever seen folk that were in church but were miserable, wouldn't clap, wouldn't dance, wouldn't leap, wouldn't sing, wouldn't give God the praise? Why? Because they're still living by sight even though they are confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. He ordained for his children to live by faith. And faith is not just a New Testament thing. It started in Genesis. It started with what Paul later on, it started with a person that Paul later on deemed the father of faith. Abraham. Abraham just believed what God told him despite what he was seeing with his eyes. It was evident to him that that his wife was too old to have a baby. It was evident to him. It it was evident to him that, that certain things that required, that are required to operate on a man were not functioning properly but God told him in his 90s you gonna have a baby Sarah knew that, 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 that this just got to be God. Because how in the world can a woman like me have some pleasure? How this going to be, Abraham? And, and she didn't believe it to the point to where she said, look, you need just go on in there with that young girl that, that's working for me and have, have a child through her. But God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, Ishmael is not the promised seed. I'm going to honor Ishmael. I'm going to make Ishmael a great name. But, but that's not what I promised you. I told you it was going to be between you and Sarah. As a matter of fact, we're going to change her name from Sarah and we're going to start calling her Sarah. We're going to fix her up in advance and let folks know that her name Sarah. That means she's going to be a mother of many children, even though she don't have one. God will tell you what he's going to do. In your life, financially, how he going to bless you and you don't have a quarter to your name. God will tell you to start a business and you don't know anything about a business. But when God get through doing what he has ordained to be done in your life. Not only will you have what he promised you, but he will do exceeding abundantly above all. You ask, I think. He 
told Abraham, he said, she's going to have this baby. And he said, it's going to be according to the time of life. Not a day before, not a day after at that time. Long story short, the way God said it is the way it happened. But it was only when Abraham and Sarah made up in their mind they were going to live by faith and not sight. And a lot of things that God promised some of us, the only reason it hadn't came to fruition is because you're still trying to make happen what can only come from God. You got to step back and just allow God to be God and watch him speak. Let it be and he will cause to come into fruition everything that he promised. You got to believe it. You have to believe by faith. We walk by faith. Not by sight. Walker, can't you see? Let me show you this because it don't seem like you can. I see what you, I see that on paper. Don't think I'm ignorant. I know what they're saying on paper, but I ain't the one with the problem. You got the problem because you think only what's on paper can happen but God causes things that have never been written on paper to come into being let me tell you about the history of God God stepped into something that was dark that was looking bad and said let there be light let there be this let there be that let there be this that and the other and everything God said came into being God is the pattern of how children of God should walk Paul so understood it to where he told the church imitate me just as I imitate Christ Christ would show up to at certain places just, just like with Lazarus. Lazarus had been buried, but, but Christ showed up not, not looking at stuff by sight and said to your brother gonna live. I know, Lord, in the resurrection. No, I ain't talking about the resurrection. I am the resurrection. I'm talking about now. She didn't get it. Lazarus' sister didn't get it. Then they went to the graveyard, and by that time, he had been preached to her and told her this, that, and the other, but she still didn't have it in her being. Got to the graveyard. Well, Lord, you know by now he's stinking. He's stinking by now, Lord. He said, didn't I tell you? You were going to see the glory of God. Didn't I tell you that? And basically, he dismissed her and told the folk, move the stone away. And told Lazarus to get up. Come forth, Lazarus. But if you'll notice, every step he made was a step not based on sight. It was based upon the word of God. When, when he was hungry, 
be in trouble. And the devil knew he was hungry. Knew that he was going through something. Showed up to try to disrupt his life. But Jesus stuck to faith. Said to the devil. Man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus lived by a proceeding word. To proceed is to move forward. But get this. On a specific course of action. And he was, letting the, he was letting the devil know because the devil was trying to get him off course. But he let him, I'm, I'm, I'm living by the preceding word. I'm on a particular course even though I'm hungry. I'm on a particular course even though I hadn't ate nothing in 40 days. I'm going to stay on this course and no doubt his stomach probably was hurting or, or probably was, was growling. And so you know how you, you ain't ate in two hours and how your stomach will cut up. You would imagine 40 days, you ready to tear up something. How many of you have been on a three-day, at least a three-day? And when that third day come, you start dreaming of what you're going to eat. You would imagine 40 days and, and, and you seeing stuff. But Jesus... Let the devil know. Man. He wasn't just talking about himself. He, he actually let the devil know that man is to live by a preceding word. Not a stale word. Not a sometime word. But a word that causes you to stay on a particular or specific Path that's based upon God's word. And that's what he stayed on. He, he never changed his, his talk. Never changed his mindset. Went to court, still had the same mindset. Took him to the cross, still had the same mindset. He stayed on the path. He continued to live by a proceeding. Word that came from God. He didn't let what was going on dictate to him how to think, talk, or act. Now, now we're not Jesus. We'll fall. But when you fall while you're down now, say to yourself, I got to get up and start back thinking. Talking and doing according to the written and revealed will of God. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and see... Some folks say, well, we ain't Jesus. We can't just do all. Now, we, we can't be perfect like Jesus, but it's proven in Scripture that folk 
live by faith. Even children. Daniel was a child. A child. But they tried to make him drink something he knew he didn't have no business drinking. Eat something he knew he didn't have no business eating. He said, hey, I, I can't do that. I'll pollute myself. Let me drink such and such. Let me eat such and such. And watch how much better I am. And so they allowed it. And the ones that ate according to what the king wanted couldn't even compare to Daniel. Simply because Daniel lived by faith. And that's what God wants for us to do in 2022, to be faith walkers. You can't just be no faith walker at the church. You can get a ranked sinner to come in here on Sunday morning and, and, and just get the clamp going, get the dance going. I'm talking, I'm talking every single day being a faith walk. Something that once you get it in your being and start doing, you're going to see manifestations of the promises of God come forth like you've never seen before. Man, when, when, when I really realized that what God said would happen despite this, that, and the other. I was just hooked. I said, man, I, I ain't no way I'm going to go back to doing it the norm. If it worked like this and God is unchanging, I'm just going to keep doing what he said. I'm going to be a faith walk. I'm done. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. And let's put our hands.